viewers. My subject today is the subject of so much in the news, what the Daily Telegraph in Sydney called Soap Opera. That is the interview by Oprah Winfrey with Meghan and Prince Harry. And the important thing about this from the point of view of Australia is that it will have absolutely no effect on constitutional change in Australia. I'm pleased that the Australian quoted me on that, but then said I was wrong. It will have no effect on constitutional change, but that didn't stop the Republicans coming out, calling for change to a republic, something they've been going on about for over a quarter of a century. When I was at uh, Korowa, which is the birthplace of federation, just before the referendum, we had a debate there. I was to be against uh, Malcolm Turnbull, and with me was a real Republican. That was the name of his group, Real Republicans. And it was the most honest politician, person among some of the most honest politicians in Australia, Ted Mack. Ted Mack was so honest... He didn't believe in politicians' gold-plated superannuation. And you know what he did? When he was in the New South Wales Parliament, was about to become eligible for superannuation, he resigned. Then he went into the federal parliament, and when eventually he became due for politician superannuation, again he resigned, a man of principle. Well, I was telling him at Coral as we were having a tea, that I was having difficulty with the official Republicans telling them that their republic would increase the control by politicians over the Constitution. And I thought that they had bona fide intentions. But Ted Mack told me, he said very quickly, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. That's exactly what they want. They want more control over the Constitution and over the people. So I was warned and had great respect for Ted Mack, who campaigned with us against the Republic, which was put up in 1999. Now, the Republicans, the official Republicans, in all that time had great difficulty in explaining to the Australian people why we should become a republic, a politician's republic. And their reasons became more and more ridiculous. Eventually, Al Grasby, you might remember Al Grasby, and Neville Rand were actually saying that the Crown caused unemployment. The reason why we had unemployment in Australia was that we were not a republic, and therefore... We had to change into a republic because that would reduce unemployment significantly. Well, they were making themselves <clears throat> a laughing stock. Eventually, they fell on a term so obscure. It's a diplomatic term. It's so obscure, it wasn't even in the Macquarie Dictionary. This is head of state. And I think I can say with uh, some sureness Australians aren't lying awake at night wondering who their head of state is. But the fact is, 
we've had a head of state in Australia. We don't need, as the Republicans say, we don't need their republic, a politician's republic, to have an Australian as head of state. They've got these groups in various parliaments. It was enough that uh, they'd spent so many years on their referendum and the convention and on more than a dozen inquiries and spent millions and millions of dollars on this. They nowadays in various parliaments, the Commonwealth and certainly New South Wales, they have these parliamentary groups, friendship groups for an Australian head of state, although we've already got one. And the proof of that is that every government of Australia, Labour or coalition, tells every foreign government when the Governor-General is on a state visit that he is Australia's head of state. And this happened most famously in 1987 when the Governor-General, Sir Ninian Stephen, was off to Jakarta on behalf of the Australian government on a state visit. And President Suharto strangely said, I can't receive you as head of state. You're lower level, so you'll have to be received at that level. And we suspect that was because of a Republican in the Australian embassy who had been uh, playing a bit of mischief with President Suharto. So what did the Australian government do? Bob Hawke was the Prime Minister. He advised, he asked the Governor-General to cancel the visit. So the visit was cancelled. The Indonesians apologised. They realised they had been led up the garden path and the visit went ahead in the following year, a state visit by our head of state. We have an Australian as head of state, yet people like Matt Thistlethwaite, who, believe it or not, is the Labour shadow assistant minister for a republic. Can you imagine? An assistant minister for a republic. There's Jason Falinski, who's a Liberal member on the North Shore in Bronwyn Bishop's bowl seat. And we have a minister in the New South Wales government who seems to specialise in making electricity more expensive and less reliable, Matt Keane. Matt Keane is the head of a friendship group for an Australian head of state in the New South Wales Parliament which doesn't have much to do, one would have thought, with the New South Wales Parliament. And they're all asking for a republic so that we can have an Australian as head of state. Surely they know we already have an Australian as head of state, and if they don't, they shouldn't be in politics. If they do, they're just misleading you, the Australian electors. Well, the Queen is not the head of state. The Queen is the sovereign or monarch. And you may wonder why we have all of these extra steps. It's because the system works very well. It's because we need to answer forever the warning by Acton, the great warning by Acton that power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So what are you going to do? In a system of governance, if you've got to ensure that the government works reasonably efficiently, 
reasonably efficiently, but you've got to have this number of steps of checks and balances to make sure they don't abuse their power. And that extra step is very important because it means that the governor and the governor's general owe their loyalty to the crown and not to the prime minister who recommended them. It means that the armed services owe their loyalty to the crown and therefore the people and not to the politicians. It's a very efficient and very effective system and costs very little. We don't pay the royal family for what they do. We don't pay the queen for what they do, but it works very well. And for those politicians who have occasionally come out and embarrassed themselves during the during various uh, campaigns, they've come out and said, why don't we become a republic? Canada's a republic, after all. Canada is also the same as us. So the important thing is that we, very, we be very wary of any proposal for a republic. And the proposals by the politicians for a politician's republic are very suspect. They ignore completely the fact that what we need in Australia is constitutional reform to make the politicians more accountable. Because the big problem in Australia is, as I often find when I go and talk to people, they cannot indicate to me a significant problem which, if it were not created by the politicians, has not been made significantly worse by them. We have to be, for example, like the Swiss. We have to give much more power to the people. The Swiss, for example, have just by referendum decided to outlaw burkas, that is, face coverings. They've outlawed a few years ago the building of minarets, those towers on mosques in little Swiss towns in the mountains and valleys. They're entitled to do that. The Swiss people have had to give their approval to a treaty for free trade with Indonesia. That wasn't just decided by the politicians. This is the sort of reform we should be having because be wary of the politicians' republic and above all Australians, fellow Australians, take back your country. Thank you.